are listening to Just Keep Waiting, a podcast dedicated to encouraging and inspiring you through faith-based stories, scripture, and prayer. Here are your hosts, Janet and Kita. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Just Keep Waiting. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to hang with us. Last week, we talked about giving forgiveness and how it is one of the first steps we must take to develop a relationship with Christ. This week, we want to talk about the other side of that, receiving forgiveness. We understand that receiving forgiveness from other people is essential. It's very important. But today, we really want to focus on receiving forgiveness from God. 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 through 9 says, If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in truth. But if we confess our sins to God, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all wickedness. Just like giving, receiving forgiveness is also very crucial. If you are anything like me, there have been times in your life where you felt unworthy and undeserving of God's grace. You felt like this thing that you did somehow disqualified you from God's grace and mercy. Maybe you feel like you haven't done enough to earn God's forgiveness and that you need to work a little harder to receive it. Well, here's a newsflash. You will never be able to earn God's grace and forgiveness. There is no amount of serving, no amount of good deeds, no amount of tithing and giving, preaching, sacrificing, or atoning that you can do to earn God's grace and forgiveness. Why? Because God's grace and forgiveness is a gift. It is something he gives to us freely. And the only thing we have to do is ask for it. As you continue to listen to this episode, I want you to meditate on this from Ephesians. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful Heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus. In love, He chose us. Stop for a second and just speak that over yourself. In love, God chose me. Repeat it if you need to. In love, God chose me before He laid the foundation of the universe. Because of His great love, He has ordained us to be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. That means in God's eyes, we are already without fault. Through our union with Jesus, God established us as his delightful children so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace. The same love he has for the beloved Jesus, he has for us. Because of the blood Jesus poured out on the cross, we are free, free of penalties, free of punishment chalked up by our misdeeds. And I'm not just talking about barely free. We are abundantly free. God thought of everything and he provided for everything we could possibly need. You see, it's right there in scripture. We don't have to earn God's forgiveness. Jesus already paid the price for it. He took it to the cross and he covered every sin that we could possibly commit. That is why I can confidently say when it comes to God's forgiveness, we don't have to beg for it. 
and we don't have to work for it. All we have to do is ask and receive it. That opening was amazing. All this week, I've been meditating on receiving. What does it mean to receive? How do you posture yourself to receive? Is there anything I need to do in receiving? Like, I I just feel like when we have words like receive forgiveness or give forgiveness, there's so much unneeded pressure that we put on ourselves, that society has put on us on how you need to position yourself or what things you need to tear away in order to receive or to give. And as we were getting ready to record, I pull up my Bible app. I end up going to 1 John 3. See how much our father loves us for he calls us his children. And that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. And so I wrote that down. Didn't know why I wrote it down. I just read it and I wrote it down. And then Janet began to open the show. And the first book that she read from was 1 John. And so I'm reading over it. And my question was, how do we receive? What posture do we have? And in his word, he is showing me right now that because he loves us, there's nothing more that I need to do because I've already accepted him as my Lord and Savior. And so in that accepting of him, he has already forgiven me for all my sins. So there's nothing else that I need to do other than accepting the fact that he's already forgiven me. And yes, the world's going to put undue pressure on you. The world's going to tell you that you need to do this and you need to do that. The world's going to bring up things that you've done in your past and they want that to be your character. They want that to be your name. That want, they want that to be the thing that you hold and you're ashamed of. But your Lord, your Savior, your Father said that once you became his child, he forgave you. And the world may not see it because they don't know him. It even goes back to one of the most famous scriptures, John 3, 16. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world. God knew that we couldn't live without sin. God knew that we were incapable of being perfect. So he sent a perfect sacrificial lamb to die on the cross so that we are able to receive forgiveness through Christ Jesus. It's as simple as accepting Jesus that our sins are cast into the sea of forgetfulness and our heavenly father remembers them no more. It then comes down to us to stop hanging these mistakes that we have made over our own heads. We punish ourselves more than God punishes us because he says, once you confess your sins, Once you ask me for forgiveness, I depart your sins away from you as far as the east is from the west. See, he doesn't constantly hang our mistakes over our heads. That's the trick of the enemy that comes in and makes us think, well, you don't deserve God's grace because you had a child out of wedlock. 
You don't deserve God's grace because you drink. You don't deserve God's grace because of X, Y, and Z. And that's simply not the truth. Even if we don't deserve it, even if we haven't worked for it, it is a gift. It is something that is given to us because God loves us. It's not because of what we can do, but it's because of who God is that he graciously gives us his forgiveness. Another scripture that I wrote down was Romans 8 verses 1 through 3. And it reads, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the living, giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law couldn't do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies of we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. And my mind is blown because like, guys, like there was no preparing that I'd done. There was no discussion that Janet and I had about this episode other than we knew that this episode was going to be about receiving. And we pray like we always pray for the Holy Spirit to have his way. I didn't know why I was led to those two scriptures. I didn't know why I was writing down those scriptures, but he's making it very apparent to whoever is listening to this podcast and to Janet and I, the posture and the point of receiving him and what that means. It doesn't matter about family members who constantly keep bringing up the things that you've done in your past. God's forgiving you. It doesn't matter how many times the enemy replays that mistake that you made in your head. God has forgiven you. The law, Moses's law, could only take us so far. The word says that God did what the law could not do. He sent his son wrapped in flesh to die for our sins. So think about that. God put himself in flesh so we can identify with Christ so that he who was perfect would take the sins of the imperfect and sacrifice himself for it. Your family who keeps bringing up the things that you've done in your past can't do that and will not do that for you. So why are we so concerned with what they keep bringing up when God has forgiven you? You can't even do that for yourself. So why are you so concerned with what keeps playing over and over in your mind when God has forgiven you? It's so funny because normally when we're recording, I'll go over with Kita kind of what my intro is and how I'm going to toss it to her and bring her into the conversation. And today I said I didn't want to do that, that I wanted to get the natural raw reaction to what I was going to say in the intro. Because what will happen is sometimes we'll sit down and I'll go over my intro with her and we'll start to discuss And what naturally comes out when she first hears it is usually really good. And we'll have this really great discussion and then we'll start recording. And so today I told her, I said, I just want raw reaction. We're not going to discuss it beforehand. And we're just going to see where God leads us. And where this conversation is going is simply about acceptance. To receive forgiveness from God is to accept his son, Jesus. If you can accept Jesus, when you accept Jesus, you have already received the gift of forgiveness 
and there is nothing more you have to do. There is no sin too big that will expel God's gift of forgiveness to you. If we go back to Ephesians, it said God thought of it all. God, the creator of the universe, the one who designed every grain of sand, thought of every possible sin you could commit. And he is already forgiving you for it. God, the all-knowing God, knows every sin you will commit before you do it. And he has already forgiven you for it. Let that sink in. All we have to do is ask for it. That's it. We simply have to go to our father and say, God, I messed up. God, I made a mistake. God, I fell short. Please forgive me. And it is already done. It is erased out of the book of life and it is remembered no more. It's as hard as I don't see how, but as easy as one, two, three. Once we get out of our own way and realize our own limitations, we can't do what God can do. Once we accept him, then it's as easy as one, two, three, because he takes care of the rest and the things that he wants us to do. He will show us through relationship how to do those things. But the forgiving process, the hard part is getting past yourself and your own limitations and then accepting him and realizing that he is limitless and then trusting him enough that he forgave you. He's not holding it over your head and he's going to teach you and show you how he wants you to walk and be. Here's the thing, too. God's forgiveness is a gateway. The moment we decide to accept and walk into his forgiveness, there are so many things that open up in Christ. When I think about that, Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 39 comes to mind. And it's when Jesus healed a man let down through the roof of a house. Specifically, the scripture says, When Jesus saw the faith of his friends, he said to the man, friend, your sins are forgiven. If you are familiar with Luke, you know, during the time that Jesus walked on the earth, the Pharisees were always trying to find a way to convict and condemn him, to make him say or do something outside of the word of God so that they could have him arrested. When Jesus told the paralyzed man that his sins were forgiven, the Pharisees quickly thought, who is this man who speaks as if he is God? Who can forgive sins but God only? And Jesus, being all-knowing, already knew what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or get up and walk? Then he turns to the paralyzed man and he told him to take up your bed and go to your home at once. When we walk, when we accept God's forgiveness, a whole new world of possibilities are opened to us. We come out of condemnation and we walk in truth and we walk in light and we begin to commune in fellowship with our creator. And that is the biggest gift of them all. God, thank you for sending your only son to save us. What a beautiful gift that I can never earn. Lord, sometimes I struggle to believe that I am worthy of your presence in my life. Remind me that this is not the case. Remove any barriers that are keeping me from committing my life completely to you. Father, I know that I am imperfect. I know that I have missed the mark, but I want to know you as Father, as Lord, and as Savior over every aspect of my life. 
Lord, I want to invite you in to take control of me. Today, I lay down all of my ways of doing things. I lay down the sins that I have committed. I lay down the shame of those sins. And Lord, I am choosing today to pick up your forgiveness. Lord, I accept you as my Lord, as my Savior, as my Father. I ask that you give me the courage to share your good news with everyone I meet. So by my faith, I pray I draw in more souls to enlarge your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, for your peace. And in Jesus' name, I will always pray and I will always praise. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, we don't want this conversation to end here. Head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash JKW podcast. And let's keep this conversation going. As always, subscribe to the show so you can catch every new episode and also leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next Wednesday. Be blessed.